0: Hi everyone, Kieran here, just joining you at the top of the show for a quick but very important announcement about For Crits and Giggles. Uh, So the end of this year will be the third anniversary of For Crits and Giggles. Uh, And we don't really say that often enough, but I just want to say a massive, uh, heartfelt thank you to everyone who has... Listened to and downloaded and talked about and generally just enjoyed the show over the last few years. Um, it's yeah, we 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 really really truly truly appreciate it. We we never imagined that anyone would ever listen to to the show, uh, let alone the uh, small but loyal uh, following that we've managed to uh, to accrue. So thank you so much to to all of you. Um, unfortunately after two and a half years of podcasting uh we haven't become any less busy we are in fact more busy than we've ever been uh with things that are not podcasting uh so we've been really <laughs> not great about uh posting weekly um and, which is not a great step when your podcast is supposed to be weekly um so we have decided to make the decision uh to move for crits and giggles from a weekly podcast to a fortnightly podcast um which you know like in terms of actually releasing episodes not that large a change um since we were really missing the mark on weekly anyway but um just wanted to really kind of say it officially that we were going to be fortnightly uh so the next episode will be out on the 17th of june rather than uh the 10th or whatever the hell it is uh one week from now um yeah, so uh, I know that some people will be a little disappointed by that because, you know, you don't get as many episodes uh, as, as prior, but um, it, it's it's the right move for us uh, to kind of take a little bit of the pressure off um, and hopefully it'll make the show better because we have more time uh, to invest in, in each episode. Um, yeah, uh, thanks again for listening and I hope you enjoy this little bonus episode and we'll see you in two weeks. Um, and may all your hits be crypts.
1: Yes, yes, all right. Settle down, everyone. Settle down now. Bailquist Sanathar, put that down, if you please. I don't imagine you're in a position to replace a 300-year-old book. And Mr. Frampt, please do leave Miss Isle alone. We have much to cover today, everyone. Much to correct. Lights, please. Right, please turn to Chapter 14, Tieflings and Demons, Drifters Within and Without. Today we will be discussing High Priest Yannick Vartoum's history and analysis of demons, and, of course, tieflings. The most primary question we must concern ourselves with is, of course, where do tieflings come from? I should hope I don't need to educate you all on basic reproductive function, no, we are in fact talking about their metaphysical origin. As humans came from Solarian and the sun, halflings from Antalya and the clay that she shaped, from where did the tieflings come? On the second page of chapter 14, uh, yes, Mr. Sealdin, you do have to open your text to read it. I would advise you to do so. Now, at the top of the second page, you will notice High Priest Vartum giving us an explanation of sorts. I can only surmise that these red-skinned, horned figures are not of this world, or of our cosmos. They bear no resemblance to any of our gods, take no worship of them, and thus cannot be of the gods, In fact, the only thing they resemble, and I hate to make the comparison, though it is accurate, is the demons of myth and legend. High Priest Vartum was only slightly off here, though he was so close. (laughs) I mean, of course, he made the most logical conclusion possible. Tieflings are indeed born from demons, though this fact would not come to light until the Horned Pact was signed 50 years later. But they are indeed the result of a demon and mortal pairing. High Priest Vartum goes on to say later that demons are a race born freely of the cosmos, springing forth from the empty space between worlds to, and I quote here, lay down all kinds of unruly chaos upon the worlds with no regard as to what was already in place. Now it is at this point that I feel I must, with relevance to nothing in particular, remind you that these texts are not chosen by me, but by the administration. In any case... With that basis in place, let us turn to history, such as it is. It is said that the demon race sprang forth and laid waste to entire sections of the greater cosmos before the First Great War. That their might and strength was only matched by the gods themselves. It is for this reason they were banished to what was referred to as the Fold Between Worlds. A space wherein demons could do no harm to the cosmos. There, they of course raged against their bonds and attempted to find a way back to the cosmos they so fervently wished to destroy for some reason, which has, curiously, never been fully expanded upon. In any case, the Second Great War gave them their chance, the chaotic energies of the actual destructive force in this universe, allowing a portion of their number to return. Curiously, they did not immediately begin laying waste to the universe, which we could perhaps... Ah, yes, of course. High Priest Vartum has once more provided the answers. According to this chapter, the demon race sought dominion over that which was ordered and found their numbers lacking. I... I... I assume you can hear me. This is drivel, you hear me? DRIVEL. We ought to believe that a race freshly returned to the universe, finding it in peril, was only concerned with its destruction and the raw number of forces they could summon to destroy it? Based on what? The word of the very forces who had now placed the universe in peril yet again, whose carelessness, mistrust, and pride plunged the world into war yet again. What hallowed of drivel. Heed this, class. A stable universe is the price you pay for not learning the truth. Demons re-entered this world after being forced from it and sought to rightfully stake their own claim, not conquer. They came with open minds, and sought only peace. They bore children with mortal races, and thus came the tieflings. Through whatever cause or reason, the demons saw fit to deposit them on Iannis a mere few hundred years ago, and vanished from this world. They were declared apart from the gods, they had no connection to them, and none came forward to claim them. But to say they are not of the gods is willfully ignorant at best, actively harmful at worst, And why might that be? Why would it be so wrong to deny the tiefling's race's connection to the divine that governs all creation? Precisely because of their heritage. Shut your books, everyone. Mr. Vartum doesn't have anything new to offer on this subject. They may be well-meaning lies, but they are lies nevertheless. I have traveled north. I have seen the old temples, seen what was erased, seen what we have built upon. Our history, demons, and by extension tieflings, were created by the gods, not as agents of chaos, but as agents of order, a race of healers, warriors, diplomats, and guardians, created to enforce the will of the gods on a vast and unruly cosmos. A race who could traverse the universe without limits. But when they had outlived their usefulness, they were thrown into chains and banished from the cosmos. And their true nature was hidden from us. They were branded as monsters. But the hold is weakening. And this knowledge is returning, albeit slowly, to the world. Tieflings have been forced to the fringes of society. For nigh upon fifty years, They were hunted as monsters because we were told their ancestors were vicious, world-destroying beasts. Even now, they're bound by a 400-year-old accord to devote part of their culture to keeping demons at bay. And for what purpose? Demons are well apart from the cosmos and to have them return to this realm would take more magic than they can ever muster. It's fear and hatred based on nothing more than a lie and a series of untruths. But worse still, there are some who know the truth and keep it hidden. For fear the gods will turn away for exposing the you lie because the voice enforced on those who did not deserve it. But it's too late. They are all but gone. The truth will come to light, and we will see what they have wrought in their hubris. This class will be rescheduled. Please leave.
0: Some of the background music and ambience used in this episode was from Sirenscape. Enhance gaming table at Sirenscape.com. The songs Interloper and Almost an F are by Kevin MacLeod at Incompetech.com.
1: License under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.